Two goals in a minute and 21 seconds for the Stars. times early in the game where we had you know where we couldn't get uh, get the goal or get you know some momentum going where we did have some looks you know even right after they scored the goal uh, you know we had to a look before that and then right after I felt like there was just moments in the game times in the game where you know um, you need to get you need to you need to score at a certain time when you have looks um, and we didn't have that particularly early in the game. comfortable in those situations right now. Um, I think we've done a pretty good job of addressing needs in, in those ways, and that collaboration will continue. It's not just with Kevin. It's with my staff, with his coaches, a lot of people in this building who um, I think this building does a really good job of um, incorporating a lot of different viewpoints, um, and we'll continue to try and get better with our process to make sure those viewpoints res- uh, result in just the best results we can. We can. been an honor and a thrill to be part of this program and uh, I've loved every minute of it and uh, you've watched me love it. You know both in Max Kepler's case and Jorge Polanco I think it's pretty natural as veteran guys get closer to maybe free agency you know as they approach that that stage of their contract that those conversations are going to come up you're going to see rumors but we hold high bars on those guys because they're great players they were you know critically important to our success at different junctures over the last handful of seasons that they've been here and, and more in both those guys cases bad offense and the game you know um we should have we should have won this game. Um, all credit to the Celtics. You know they beat it. They took it from us. Um, but yeah, we had we were, did everything we wanted to do to put ourselves in a position to win. And our offense broke down at the end. And you know so did our defense too. But um, uh, yeah, just lots of lots of uh, kind of mental errors on both ends. I get a pole. We'll go fishing in the crawfish hole. Five cop poker on Saturday night. It is a Thursday edition. Jack Michael show coming to you live on the fifth largest daytime signal in the United States of America, 740 The Fan, 740TheFan.com. So welcome aboard. Those of you in the Dakotas, Wyoming, Montana, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, I'm here to tell you we are on the road today back at Bulldog Tap. That's right. We're at Bulldog Tap House. And Hello. Listen, look at that. I just, I just, normally people eat, and I saw two beautiful ladies over here. And do you ever order something that's really good, and then you walk by someone going, oh, but they got the chicken. That looks good, too. That's my that's my story today. Like I literally drank a cheeseburger because they got specials today on that. But then I saw the ladies over there with some sort of a chicken, chicken strip, and those look really good too. So uh, Bulldog Tap, if uh, if you're not familiar and if you're new in the area, uh, Osgood uh, Strip Mall there. I was just like to think 44th and 45th. Yeah. Right? 44th Avenue, 45th. You come here to South Fargo in this area, and it, it's out. But the Osgood, so just keep coming south if, if you're on your way, and yeah. you'll see Bulldog Tap as part of this trip. And it's, it's a great place for lunch. Alyssa, I know we don't want to keep her long because you, you guys are busy today. Oh, I've got backup. We're okay. <laughs> What's for lunch today? I uh, mentioned the cheeseburger. Yes. So we do have our cheeseburger special, um, and that goes on until 2 o'clock every day. And it's your choice of a cheeseburger basket. You can add whatever you'd like. Uh, it comes with fries, but you can also upgrade your side, too. It so. did come with fries, but those are gone, too. I, or mine are. <laughs> oh, you mean you have more? We do have more. You fries. have more. Okay. I promise we didn't run out. <laughs> <laughs> and then your happy hour runs from, like, this unbelievable. One thing about Bulldog Tapas and your happy hour is just extended. It's like a beyond happy hour. It's like an all-day happy hour. That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> it's like so 11 it's a, to 6, is that right? Yes. So it's a dollar off everything all day. Uh, my man, Dan, who's out with me today, one of our things. Where's the, okay, here's what I'm going to put down because what is one of the, uh, the because the, uh, a dollar off beers you didn't drink all day. But I'm looking for a specific one today, like uh, what's on the docket today? It was like a, like a, like a. Like an orange cigarette on a little light. It's here. What are you talking about? I'll have to check. I have to go back over. Danny (laughs) Simmons goes, hey, by the way, give a little plug to this because I think it's this, but it's a type of, uh, what is it? 
Beer of the month. That's oh, what yes. you were going with. The Stones Throw Scottish Ale. The Scottish Ale. Yeah, I was thinking of like yeah. an ostrich tail or something weird. It's not that weird. It's the yeah, the, the Scottish. That's why I couldn't figure out. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't serve ostrich, do you? Maybe well, not. We we don't. We yeah. actually don't serve. Yeah. It was the Scottish. I was I was confusing Scottish with ostrich. Uh, yeah, it's the Scottish Ale going on today. Yeah. Uh, tell me another thing before we move on. It's a busy day. In case you saw the sports world, like Alyssa yesterday. Like, dominoes were just dropping, you know, so we, we get coaches that retired, some coaches stepping down, and legendary people's like, mm-hmm. I had to t- finally turn the sports news off. I'm thinking, does everybody just shutting her down? So we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But not before, because I think, I don't know what, what makes this unique or, or fancy for you to be here and work here, <clears throat> but not a bad seat in the house if you want to catch pick your game. Oh, exactly. Right? We will always change the TVs for anybody. I love that. I think I was watching watching like sports on one channel, then maybe like Ted 2 was a movie on another channel. Oh, uh, Ted is still on. Thank you, right? Because I really love that movie. <laughs> Funny movie, isn't it? Get yeah. to me. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> you got the electronic uh, tabs in here. We sure do, yep. Uh, if you, you can choose various things. You can choose to sit with your group at a comfortable table, yeah. kind of in your own thing. Yeah. Or you can rally around the, the bar with ample seating there, mm-hmm. correct? We've also got blackjack, pull tabs. We've got the whole shebang. Uh, popcorn, this is always a staple. And, and this, I know. <laughs> I eat way too much of it. <laughs> Derek heads uh, it in the studio, so D had to get the on board. But one thing I know that I'm about to, to eat a good burger, and like Alyssa mentioned today, you know, the specials, the cheeseburger baskets and all that. Mm-hmm. But one thing I know that I'm, I'm about to step into a good burger, if you come into Bulldog Tap House and you look at the the, the bottles in which they serve their ketchup, or ketchup, as some people say, and mustard in. Mm-hmm. Legendary bottles. That's like from the, a 1950s. This, these, right? These bottles, <laughs> I just know I'm in a good joint with, yep, with those. Right. Yeah. This is classic. Right? Yep. It's it's the plant. It's, it's hard to describe that, isn't it? But they've been around. You I just know, know you you're mean. in a good, right? <laughs> you know you're in a good spot. Derek, you know what I mean. You know, it's the squeezy bottle, the oh, yellow yeah. one, red, right, with the little... You know. More traditional than just keeping it from where it was, some of the grocery store or the bulk service yeah. that you got it from. You got to yeah. get, get get a little different look for sure. I the like narrow it. tip, uh, you know, that, that yep. angles that perfect squeeze onto We're your. We're not messing around. I, I sent a picture to a coworker today of my because I love pic, food pics, Alyssa, and uh, I sent a picture of the burger I had, the cheeseburger, and what came back was perfectly toasted bun. <laughs> And again, that is another uh, that is another reason why you know you're gonna about to step into a good meal, right? Yep. Golly, okay. Uh, hours of op- <laughs> you told me about the uh, the the uh, happy hour six to eleven mm-hmm. uh, hours of operation. When can people start arriving for for lunch here at Bulldog Tap? Uh, people really come right away. A lot of times when yeah. we when I unlock the doors, you know, a few minutes early, people are waiting outside. Yeah, yeah it's like awesome. It's like when Atari came out in the 70s, Derek. They were lining up outside. The <laughs> list is looking at me like, I don't have Atari. If oh, I yeah. Line up for <laughs> I wasn't quite alive. The 1600. Alive then, <laughs> yeah. Which one, Derek? The, well, the 1600 is the first one. That was yeah, the big the one. Atari. Yeah, the Atari. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a terrible reference on my part about lining up for a product. But, uh, <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, it's <laughs> Thursday, and, you know, it's uh, the, you know, so that's kind of our 80s thing and celebrating, you know, JG can't be with us today, but, you know, that's usually what he likes to rip, you know, yeah. have fun with you on. So that's a that's pretty right. good AG references everything in the 90s. And, yeah. you know, Derek, I, I'm everything I reference is the 80s. You could have said Cabbage Patch Kids, too. I mean, that was a pretty good one. Oh, I mean, oh, we had. That... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does that ring a bell? Well, I definitely remember that. You're more familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Is a is a Furby the nineties then? Am I oh, getting Oh Furbies are so creepy. <laughs> Tickle Me Elmo, I think was one. You know, that that was yeah. a big deal. That's uh uh so today. All right, well you're welcome to stop by. Uh one of our guests, I think I might oh I just got a text. He may even swing by because he's not that far away. Greg Steeman, not only a North Dakota representative, we're not gonna get political. He happens to be a former great basketball coach in, in college. He's an analyst for college basketball. He's a he's a banker by I mean he's a person so he's gonna stop by and I'm not so sure he's probably not too far away because he just texts. Come on over. He can come in person and have a cheeseburger basket himself. He probably should. All right. Well, you uh, you go there, rock that place out, and uh, and we'll just keep uh, preaching Bulldog Tap today. Well, thank you for having me. You're fantastic. We need to get her a, a gig, <laughs> like a show. Can you do, like, evening talk shows? Should and... I go into 
radio? Yeah. yeah. That might be a new thing for you right there. Half the thing is you didn't wait for me to start blabbing. You just came and that's the key right there. Lisa, thank you for having us out. Yes, thank you for having me. We are at Bulldog Tab today. Uh, Jack Michaels, Derek Hansen, back in the studio. Yeah, I, I mentioned uh, Coach Steeman. I'll always call Greg Coach Steeman, but Greg also a broadcaster a- as well. And uh, and uh, we're going to have him on. The reason, Derek, I, I when, when there's a lot of movement in coaches, and and I, I was thinking, I was in the studio this morning, dreaming of my Bulldog Tab cheeseburger basket that I was going to have a few hours later. And I thought, you know, okay, so Derek and I, obviously, we're going to be chatting about all the news this week. And Derek, it feels like we've been talking about it, you know, with movement South Dakota State, you know, Danny Freud, North Dakota, and movement, movement, Matt Entz before that, Tim Polisek, all this movement. And then yesterday, and it was probably mid-afternoon, you caught wind about Pete Carroll and thought, oh, what a run. 72 years old with Seattle. He's out in Seattle, and they're going to keep him on as some advisory, you know, uh, uh, position or what have. We'll see what his uh, position is. And then later on last night, as I was tooling out to the George Ellis Plantation for my nerdy commuter baseball league, Derek, uh, you catch wind that, Bill Belichick oh, yeah. is is, uh, is done with the, with the Pats, and I'm thinking, boy, there's two legs that just fell right now in the sports world, or no, excuse me, Nick Saban last night, and then you woke up this morning and you found out it was Belichick, and like the three dominoes, and I'm thinking, I, I can't imagine in the history of sport and coaching, three larger names within probably a. 15-hour window at best, that bang, bang, bang. And and I then today I'm thinking, okay, so we've got all these these openings in the NFL. We certainly have a lot of movement at the collegiate ranks, both FBS and FCS. So I said, who's my go-to when I want to talk about coaching and all that? And, and Greg always comes to mind, just articulate, been there. Uh, so uh, we're going to have Greg Steeman on today, and, and we'll chat about a number of things. But one of the main ones, Derek, that I have, uh, for Greg is is uh, and and he'll answer from a personal perspective. When do you know it's time to retire? Yeah, you know, it, it seems like an easy question, doesn't it? Like, when do you know it's time to retire? And I don't know, D. When do you know that you're not done yet? You know, what what are the factors? That come into play. And think of the three names in that window of 10 to whatever many hours it was from yesterday afternoon to this morning. Um, about those three names. And and you can draw lines and connect some of them to D in, the, in their past history and various trees that they coached under, trees that they developed themselves. Um, and, and where do you go? Would you be shocked today, Derek, if you found out that Bill Belichick is the next coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide? Well, that would shock me. Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> I can't imagine Bill Belichick in the world of NIL and transfer portals now these days. But uh, no, to your point, I mean, the, the thing that's tough to compare yesterday to any other day, you know, in this morning, if you're looking at this what, past 24-hour cycle, is you're talking about two guys who, you know, with barstool type of arguments going on, are the two greatest coaches in their respective division, right? In the NFL – Bill Belichick's argued as the greatest ever, and I think there's a legitimate argument for that. And same thing with Nick Saban. You know, at a, at a school that where Bear Bryant coached, yeah, you could yeah. argue that Nick Saban with LSU and and you know Michigan State before that, but a national championship at LSU goes to the NFL, then back to Bama and what he did there. It's hard to argue with that. And yeah, I don't. We ever going to see anything like that again? You know, I mentioned coaching the other day and Pittsburgh being so patient with Mike Tomlin and what have you. Yeah. I, I are we going to see longevity like this in either the NFL or college football? I, I you bring up a point. I'm 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 tuning into the fan last night. I'm away home from uh, West Fargo, and my CBL. The um, and to your point, Derek uh, McGee and uh, listen and and uh, they were talking about before Saban and after Saban, in reference about coaching and and football and college football, and using him literally as the the the, 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 the pinnacle, the, the measuring stick, the barometer, before Saban, after Saban. 
That's how good, and that's how, not good, that's the impact and success. And like them or not, <laughs> just you just laid it out, Derek, that, that it's, it's before saving and after saving. You, you look at eyes of football, and by the way, you're right, that's taking into effect to Bear Bryant. You know, some of these great names, Mel's, I mean, you can go through the list just of Alabama alone. And, and that, that Mount Rushmore of coaches at Alabama. You can go through the, the whoever you think is on that iconic board, the Lou Holtzes of this world, all the great college coaches that, that we've seen uh, go through. And they were making a point last night, when you look at college football, you almost have to look at it as before Saban and after Saban. And that's how good and impactful and successful and being the standard for excellence as is. Again, Derek... Like him or not, can't deny it, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like anything, right? I mean, whether you're pulling for Alabama or you got sick and tired of the Patriots, whatever it might be, it's hard not to respect what either one of those gentlemen have done. And, you know, Pete Carroll, for that matter, I mean, you think about this is a guy who was a finalist for the Vikings job. Denny Green got it. Sid Hartman hated the hire before he fell in love with Denny, right? I mean, so we went right, through that. Right. He gets a trial with the Jets and the Patriots, fails there, goes to USC, succeeds. And then goes to Seattle probably before, you know, USC got in a lot of trouble, which they wouldn't get into these days, which is interesting. And wins the Super Bowl. So he wins the national championship Super Bowl. So those three guys, I mean, that's, you know, Carroll did some rarefied air stuff going from, you know, pro college pro. And then you see these two who are just dominant in their sport. And I would say part of the reason I say Belichick is so good at what he does, with my apologies to Bill Walsh and Tom Landry and Chuck Knoll and, you know, Vince Lombardi, this era that he won in six Super Bowls and then multiple appearances after that from 2000 on is pretty remarkable in the age of free agency and everything else, if you think about it. He's chasing, I, I think, and I'm hanging with the guy that might claim Don Shula is the... He wasn't too shabby, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that would say there's Shula and then start talking about the other ones. And, and that you could make an argument. But I'll tell you... Bill Belichick is 71 years old. I don't know if you can put an age, you know, not to get political, Derek, but here, look at look at our political election coming up and, and what one of the topics that is in our political, you know, arguments. You know, take away everything that the right and the left and all that's going on. One of the arguments or topics is age and the ability to govern, right? The ability to, you know, president should be this, should be that, should be here. Can't have an 80-year-old, can't do this, doesn't show signs. I don't know if that equates, Derek, to coaching. And and first of all, I don't think 71, and maybe it's just because we're all getting a little bit older, too. I don't think 70. I know a lot of 70-year-olds that are, you know, doing, you know, 200 pull-ups a day and pushing and running marathons. And I, I just don't see 70 anymore as any kind of like, oh, 70. Uh, Belichick, 71. He leaves New England with 333 career victories. Now, that includes the playoffs. He is second, Don Shula, 347. Uh, Belichick, Hallis, Curly Lambeau, the only NFL coaches with six championships since the league began postseason play in 1933. Mm. 24-year tenure, fifth longest of any head coach with one team. Completed his 49th consecutive NFL season in 2023, the most consecutive coaching seasons in league history. And I bring up those stats on him because I don't think 71 anymore. I just don't perceive it maybe like I did when we were younger and didn't know any better. Um, well, 70, second, you know, when we, were, when we were in our teens, 40 felt like 70. Now, you know. Right, right like, like. Yeah, now 50, 70? 71, that's not too far away. That's that's young. Se- yeah. 71 is tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, to that point, and I guess the big point here is, can you, like we now are kind of doing a little bit in the in the in the political race here? We we tend, I say we not some look at age and directly correlate that to one's ability to 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 govern and lead. I don't think Derek we can look directly at age in coaching and directly correlate that in one's ability to win, motivate, so on and speak. Or can we? Maybe that maybe that's the question today. What does age mean in coaching? Well, it's interesting you say that because I've had this conversation with Joel Heitkamp before because there's this trend of young, hotshot 
coaches, right? The you know KOC being one of them, and then you right. know the kid in Miami, and you oh, know yeah. Kyle Shanahan, and we, you know Los Angeles Rams, and we just go down the line. Yeah, the McVeighs and the yeah. But you know who ends up winning the Super Bowl? Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. I mean, this is you know. <laughs> I mean, outside McVay, who won one, but you know, I mean, it is kind of what we talked about yesterday with what you do with the quarterback, and you know, there's not there's not one blueprint, and I think that's what people kind of forget. Yeah, the uh, we'll dive into that more with Greg too. But yeah, it, it's amazing how that those the domino of sports news. And it just seems like this is the week. And it makes sense in some because some some seasons have come to an end. So it's not uncommon, you know, on a Monday after the regular season is over to see. And, in fact, the, the, the Falcons didn't even wait until Monday came. I mean, they, they made a coaching change. They, they made a, a firing Sunday night. They wait for the day to turn, you know. and then, but So we got a lot out there. I, I uh, The shifting that is going to happen, uh, the shifting that is going to happen, is going to be absolutely remarkable in the in the collegiate ranks and the and the NFL ranks. Now you can say who's the next to take in Alabama. You know, being the next head football coach, and maybe this will be the text question today, Derek. Three five two seven zero, thirty five two seventy to get involved in the text club question of the day. We're broadcasting live from Bulldog Tap House. Osgood Strip Mall here at 44th and 45th in South Park. Here's your question. Being the next head football coach at Alabama following Saban's retirement is akin to what? Being the next head football coach after Nick Saban retires from Alabama is akin to what? Uh, I'll, uh, I've got a couple thoughts on that, uh, today, meaning, and it's an obvious question, stepping in for so on and so, so forth. So, uh, let's, um, yeah, there's a few of them say, out there. I think, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a couple that come to mind right away. Oh yeah. The Derek. Yeah. Is akin to what, uh, uh, text at three, five, two, seven, oh, we'll take a quick time out. We'll dive more into that. Uh, Greg will be along here in a second. Coach Steeman. Uh, give your thoughts and dive in a little bit with Derek and I. We're just kind of laying uh, the, uh, the it out for you. Uh, credit the Wolves. They fought uh, hard in Boston yesterday, forced OT, and uh, that's while getting some load uh, time management or load management for Mike Conley and, and Rudy Gobert. Doug Michael Show, Derek Hansen. Derek in the studio today in uh, in South Fargo, 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo. Jack Michael Show today coming to you live and direct from Bulldog Tab House in the Osgood Strip Mall, 44th and 45th, 44th Avenue South in Fargo. Stop on in at uh, the lunch special going on right now. You can swing in. Oh, a couple fellas just getting their, their baskets right now. I just ate and I'm still Derek. I, I, I'm envious of food that's being delivered. So that's yeah, appetizers. I understand that. <laughs> right? Do you ever hate that when you, see, you order something, you see something go by? You go, Wait, that looks great! Oh, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I know, and it, it happens every time. Even though you're satisfied with what you got, right? You're still somewhat. Um, we call it fenvious, food envious. Yeah. I guess would that be a word? It's kind of like yeah, when I have the two golden retrievers, and if I give both of them a toy. Russell wants the one that Vinny has, and that you know, it's just kind of. <laughs> and you're saying, wait a minute, you have that toy. Yeah. Same thing works yeah. out. There's Greg right there, swing over. Uh, same thing works out like when you've already placed your order, and then you see your neighbors uh, to the table to your right, and their food's coming, and you start second guess the order you just had, even though you know it's going to be good. Oh, man alive. Uh, good to have Greg joining the show over here. Hey, we might as well put him in early. It's 1228, so you can just jump on in. The headphone Mr. Steeman is not unfamiliar with as a man of many traits and not only a, a representative and, uh, you know, and you, you got my vote twice. It was it was okay for me to vote for you like three times, wasn't it? By the way, I'm very grateful for your vote. Thank you very <laughs> you much. You betcha. Yeah, well, it, it was a no-brainer, as I like to say. <laughs> uh, uh, Greg Steeman in the house as well. And then uh, Alyssa can get you a soft drink or water or coffee or what do you? Water with a with a lemon's great. Thanks. See, and that's the difference between the healthness of both <laughs> Derek of Greg uh, back when I. But uh, Greg formerly cut you know Southwest Minnesota State. Don't want to just start ripping off resumes here. You've probably seen him on Midco broadcasts or what have you. Uh, broadcast worked with me in the IBA on on, on air. That was. Mm-hmm. 
I really am going to age us if I start. Yes, yes, you are. Our, our IBA and CBA days together and, <laughs> uh, and a representative. Uh, but Derek and I, and you probably heard some of our yeah. conversation, and there's just so much with you because you're around it a lot. You've been there and done that. You've had to make decisions. I'll start with the first one. And not to be political, but I did throw out the analogy going, you know, we're sitting here talking about age yeah. as it relates to being able to govern. Exactly. And then now you set that focus on coaching, age as it relates to motivate, lead, mm-hmm. and win. And Derek's right. When we were all 20, 71 seemed like that was grandma and grandpa and all that. <laughs> right now that you get into 30, 40, 50, and a 71 seems like it's nothing. I agree. It, it's not that far away. It's unfair to correlate age uh, I think in in the sports world and maybe in a lot of different worlds, but but certainly in the sports world, with not able to do it anymore. I don't or, or is it? I don't know, Greg. Where do you no, sit on it? It's a it's a great question. I, I, in a way, I think it is because when I think about back to when I had the good fortune to to coach teams, whether it was at State College of Science or Southwest, right? I loved being around those college kids and hearing the dumb things they did every day. You know, when people ask me, what do I miss? I miss the day-to-day interaction with those kids. Made you feel younger. It did. Energized you. It did, and you're around them, and it, and it keeps you it keeps you in a younger frame of mind, for lack of a better term. And I probably learned more from my, the kids I coached than yeah. they ever learned from me from a basketball standpoint. And you learn uh, as they mature and as they grow what, what buttons you can push and, and how hard you can push them. And it's uh, you're thankful for those opportunities because I think it really really does keep you in touch sure. with with a great generation of kids, those college age kids, and it'll be our future lady, our future leaders. And so I think it I think it does I think it does keep you young at heart. The next stage on that, and Derek, you made a great point. You said of all these great young coaches, yet. Yeah, so who's playing for the Super Bowl, right? Exactly. So Bruce Arians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Bruce Arians in his hat. Yeah, yeah. right, right. You yeah. know. So, but that's a good point that D, D made. That, that because Greg, it, 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 so as far as motivating, reaching, connect, coach has to connect, right? If you don't connect, you're lost. I agree with you. Right. You, you, I mean, you can never lose the locker room, and yeah. and, and that's the the best coaches find a way to hold on to the locker room, and I think that's what always impressed me about Saban. You know, in the college age, it's different in pros. I mean, it's a business in the pros. And believe me, it's becoming more of a business in college. And I don't doubt for a second that that played in a little bit to Nick Saban's decision. Sure, sure. But his ability to relate to those kids and keep them motivated and and continue to challenge them at the highest levels. I mean, I don't know that any program has had more more visibility and more access you know i always give him credit because he allowed great access to his program to a lot of people a lot of a lot of press and he said come on in there's no secret you know we challenge him we push him every day and i don't know that nick saban didn't start to realize i don't know if i can still do it the way i was used to doing it It, it's uh derek do you think the most important thing is you know we're talking about saban obviously again icons just the news yesterday was like, <laughs> you're waiting for the last, what's the fourth one going to be? Is yeah. there another one? Yeah. And like, it just bing, bing, bing. Um, how should I phrase this? Uh, on the, Is it more important collegially, and let's, I guess, stick with football, but I think it would pertain to basketball and even softball, name it. Is it more important to be able to get the players or coach the players? Wow! In today's no, it's, 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 that's a fantastic question <laughs> you know what because I'm you know, I mean, let's be honest. There's sayings out there. You know, it's 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 not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmys Jim's and, and Joes, Joes. You know, <laughs> that's right. And and let's be honest. No coach is good without high level talent. The thing that I will say is that the amount of high level talent continues to grow. You know, in the United States and wherever. I mean, how many Australian kickers are there in college football? You know, right. and, and 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 or the pros. <laughs> Uh, but the amount of talent continues to grow. I think the ability to balance those two yeah. is is invaluable. And Saban has that. He does. He does. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, the, Alabama was always in the top two or three of recruiting classes, and there's a reason for it. The best want to go play for the best, and but the, you still got to fight them off, fight them off. And and then there's been so many factors that have been introduced into that environment over the last three, four, five years. And you guys, you both you and Derek referenced it, you know, the NIL, the portal, things like that. A little different. I, uh, Derek, turn that magnifying glass on P.J. Fleck. Um, I think, you say drafted, recruited, I can't remember which terminology yeah, you yep, use when it comes yep. to college or pro. Mm-hmm. But, you know, can P.J. Fleck 
turn into a a Saban-esque type, you know, coach with success and lineage and a tree of his own that that, that all that or not so much uh, with the, certainly can sell the program. You know, I well, don't know. What, what do you think, Greg, on that? Well, you want Derek to answer? Derek, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Derek, as a go ahead, for I'll follow. Two. Yeah. Well, I think I think the biggest thing with PJ is one thing with certain coaches like him, and it's kind of what we talked about with Kevin O'Connell. You know, well, we, we got to throw the ball, and you know, well, he wants to run the ball, and so we do what we do. And you know, what made Saban and Belichick different, and they were very good friends. There's a bunch a picture that's going around all over social media with those guys on the same staff with the Cleveland Browns, right? And, and, and so that's how back those two guys go. But they made adjustments to how things were changing. You know, Saban got a little grumbling a little bit earlier with these high-tempo offenses, whatever. We got to change the rules. Then he realized, you know what? I can't beat him. Let's join him. And then he started doing the same thing with two and some of these other uh, quarterbacks that came in that he said, we have to do this. Belichick, he was known for. What was Belichick's thing? Well, I'm going to go after your weakness. And that's what he did. And I think so many coaches saw, we run the ball. This is what we do. We play a 4-3 defense. This is what we do. And I think what made those two different than everyone else is they not only got their players and they coached them up, whatever, but they also made adjustments to take apart another team's weakness offensively and defensively that some other coaches are just too stubborn to change. And I just, I don't, I think that's a unique trait that those two had over many others. I think it, you make a really good point, Derek. Adaptability is invaluable. I mean, you, if you don't adapt, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna give in to your own ego. And you can't afford to do that at, at, at these levels that we're talking about, the highest level of college football, the highest level of professional football. And credit Belichick, credit Saban. For, I mean, one of the things I think Belichick was underrated for, even when he had Brady, the, the, the free agents that he would sign yeah. that would just be key additions. You know what I mean? And right. help him win another Super Bowl. Like, like he knew the parts yeah. that, that, that he needed. He did. And, and to, to Saban's credit, you, you, as you mentioned, Derek, if, when things change, he's still recruiting high-level talent. He's just recruiting for a, a system that he said, I've got to adapt or we're going to fall behind. I, uh, we're coming to you live from Bulldog Tamp House here in the Osgood Strip Mall. Jack Michaels uh, here, Derek Hansen, our, our, our fan studios, Greg Steeman. Uh, good to good to talk shop with Greg. You know, I was thinking when coaching comes up and the strategy, you know, I just you're my go-to, <laughs> well, I'm which great. is great. I'm, I'm great. glad you didn't have far maybe to come down. No. Maybe you're down there and start. Uh, do you have to be stern? Does the coach have to be grumpy? Does the coach have to look like a guy that you wouldn't let down, in, or for ladies, a, a lady you wouldn't yep. let down, uh, the Kim Mulkies, whatever, pick your thing? Do you have to look like it, like he's almost a, like you're afraid to let him down, like you're going to be in trouble in the doghouse and all this? Does, does it, look at some of these lists, you know, and, and some of the tenured lists, and you, we talked about Nick Saban. I don't look like I'd like to make him mad. Know. You know, George Hallis, didn't yeah. know him, right. probably wouldn't want to let him down. John wouldn't. Why? I'd, 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 I'd lose sleep at night if I let him down. You know, Tom, Tom Landry, who I, who I yeah. was my guy, right? you know, just look like a guy that I wouldn't <laughs> – I don't want to mess up for him. I want to does – does, are you a coach, Greg? It, 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 you bring up a really good point. And, um, and, but when I'm done with this, I want to get back to Derek talking about PJ because okay. I think there's some things we can address there. There are people that are great at holding people accountable, mm-hmm. but they'll do it through fear, which is short-term, or they'll do it through building trust and saying, listen, I believe in you. This is why you're in this role. And this is, and I'm willing to put, you know, I'm, I'm willing to put that faith onto the field, onto the court onto the diamond, okay. those are the ones that go, hey, I, I've earned his trust. I'm not going to lose it. And the others are the ones going, I'm scared to death that I might make a mistake. And I'll tell you what, I, I want the kid who believes he's earned the trust yeah. and is going to fight to keep it rather than the kid who's scared to make a mistake. That's a, Derek, that's pretty well put. Right. Uh, the other one, you're walking a tight rope, yeah. and if you fall off it, it, one side is this, the other side's a black hole of this where – in your one about that I've earned it is more of a foundational path that you're both on. It is. Yeah, you both you, you, you both work together. I, I couldn't agree more. You build up that confidence and you say, listen, you've earned this opportunity and I believe and, it. And, 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 D, I don't want to keep referencing back to PJ, but normally we'd have Garzy on, on a Thursday oh. on 20. 
but Gargi's daughter's got a field trip. Jillian. Oh. So Jillian's on a field trip today in the city. She said, I said, well, I hope it's my days at Wilkinson Elementary in Williston where it's a field trip to the creamery where when you were done with it, you got a cup of ice cream and it wouldn't stick. Correct. Nice. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, and I apologize. So that's why I'm referencing PJ. And I apologize for letting your listeners down for not being uh, Oh, you're JG, fantastic. For right. God's sakes. But to that point. So, and I want the Gophers to succeed. You know, yeah. regional team, uh, they've had some decent recruiting classes. Yes, mm-hmm. like everybody, the portal is gone. So is PJ the guy? It looks like the guy that has the locker room. Yeah. It, I, you know? I, I'm with you. I, I think he is because I think he can relate to these kids. And we've watched the Kalen DeBoer situation with Washington. Oh. And how many things have we seen? And I'm going to come back to PJ. Yeah. I think PJ is not that much different. I, and Kaitlyn DeBoer has talked about building a program on trust, building a program on guys that love each other and play hard for each other, and they don't just say it. I don't think PJ is a lot different, and I think in this day and age of 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 it's so easy to leave. How good at you are not only building an individual's attachment to your program, how good are you at building attachment to their teammates? And and, 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 and to this point, because you mentioned DeBoard, who hasn't just fought? Yeah. And by the way, I, I joke, uh, facetiously said, would you be shocked, Eric, if Belichick is the coach of Alabama tomorrow? I'll tell you another thing. You'd be shocked if DeBoer's not the coach of Alabama. Would not shock me. <laughs> right no. on that. Yeah. But the percep- when we don't know somebody – we perceive because we're human, right? We yeah, just we think we, we just perceive. Yeah. So the perception, even though you see their similarities in DeBoer and PJ, the perception is that if we don't know them, and I'm sure a lot of people listening probably know Kalen because sure. he's local. Yeah. The perception of PJ is he's all this and it, all that and all this and yep. all that. Yep. So we perceive that. Well, the perception, I think, if you don't know DeBoer, is like, wow, that boy's as genuine as as the day is uh, long. Exactly right. I I, th- and I think he is, and it's it's so funny. I was thinking on the way over and listening to you guys talk. Do you really want to be the guy that follows Saban? And that's, that, that's the test <laughs> club question today. <laughs> Derek, I'm sure we probably got a text or two. I had a couple that, you know, first thing that popped into my mind, our dear friend, my dear friend Eric Collins, who actually jumped in and started doing Dodger games after Vince. After Vince Scott. Exactly. And I told Eric, I texted him, I said, talk about the last. That's right. You want to be the guy after, after the, the guy. guy. Yeah. Um, but there's something about DeBoer that would say, I, absolutely. Because I think they could pay. I mean, I'm not saying that he won't go back to Washington because right. I believe he believes he's loyal to Washington without question. But I also see him going. Okay, this is the this is the biggest challenge in the country, and I'm not going to go there to try to be Nick Saban. I'm going to yeah. go there to be the guy that got me through. You know, from Fresno to Washington, then to Alabama, and you know, to a national championship game, and then to Alabama. Boy, uh, Derek, good move if if that is laid upon in front of him, and, and the tide would be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how do you? I mean, he's a hot commodity right now. Right, he's proven he's done it with a lot of his own troops, so to speak. That that he is uh, kind of pulled with him along. He is, okay. he's, and he's one of the few where you go because I, I it irritates me beyond belief. The guys that say I need to win the press conference. You know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah the winning the press conference isn't any good when you're three and seven. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's only like maybe one press conference you can kind of win. After that, yeah. the PC doesn't mean anything. Yeah, the, the is, Tim Brewster press conference went well. But <laughs> that's a great point, Derek. But right. yeah, but this is one. I believe you win both uh, with yeah. with a Kalen DeBoer. I mean, hot, one of the hottest commodities in the country, and and just a high character, top notch individual, and, and a great right. coach without question. Right, so. right. Jack Michael Show coming live today from uh, Bulldog Tap House in uh, the Osgood Strip in uh, South Fargo, forty fourth and forty fifth. Greg Steeman in the house. Water with lemon. This is that's why right. you stay phys- This is why all these years you stay physically fit. I don't fit. know. I don't know that I can call this physically fit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of scary. You get that from the daughter and I'm like, Dad, you're looking good. Keep it up. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. Yeah, exactly. Man, I'm like, Dad, keep it up. Still eating those sour cream and onion chips, are you? Nicely done. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back with more today from Bulldog Tap House on the Jack Michael Show, listening live on 740 The Fan. Zoom into the new year this month at Shooting Star Casino. Jack Michael Show coming to you live and direct from Bulldog Tap House and the Osgood Strip Mile. Derek, hey, you know how we love when we take our shows on the road a little bit just to say hi to some folks. we got a gentleman that's been uh, locked into the fan. He has tuned the fan in in his life and ripped the proverbial knob off. So big shout-out to my man Isaac, uh, who's here today uh, taking in the show and having a, probably a cheeseburger basket or some chicken strips on that. Uh, the text club question today, it's Thursday. Let's give away 1,100 points for every acceptable answer today. <laughs> 
uh, who and how did I phrase that? Uh, oh, I can't save the next coach for Alabama football uh, would be akin to what? And oh, uh, you know, you had some names you guys talked about. Yeah. It would be akin to following a Don Shula, to you know, to follow the next, yeah, you know, a Tom Brady, or not Tom Brady, but a. Well, who's the quarterback after Tom Brady? Let's you know <laughs> same thing. Years. Exactly, right. yeah. No, it's it, yeah, it's a it's a unique animal, but he was legend and love him or hate him, and, and yeah. a, a lot of people hated him just because he was a coach at Alabama and they were so doggone good every year. I, I uh, Derek, if we get texts, hey, Chick Hearn broadcast more consecutive basketball games and was the Laker. I mean, yeah. he yeah. That the next one stepping, I'll, I'll go broadcast. I'll stay broadcasters here. Sure. Stepping in after Chick Hearn, yeah. yeah, would not have been an easy. And I was trying to think, Derek, during the break, the Batman series, but I forget which one was the best Batman and who was hear, Keaton the best Batman. Well, I I just like Keaton as an actor. So, and I have I'm not a huge Batman series guy. So I'm not I, just, even, I, just, I, don't, I think there's a Christian Bale in there somewhere. Oh yeah, there's it's was Val Kilmer one? I don't even. I think know. Val Kilmer was for one. Yeah, he was okay. in Batman Forever. I always thought that, like, it was like the worst movie, but I thought George Clooney kind of fit Bruce Wayne the best, but I think Keaton was the best Wayne. Batman, if that makes sense. I don't know. Well, I mean, was who's was that Adam Ward, or was that Adam West? Adam West, West. Was yeah. the original? See, I'm, I'm Burt Ward so was Robin, old. yeah. I'm so old, Adam West. I'm so old that I remember <laughs> the Bafo Pousy, you know, the, oh, yeah, when they Greg, did the fights right. in black and white. Wazam. Exactly. Greg's about ready to go. Now, who stepped in for Judy Garland? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Part of the reason I played uh, the Van Hagar there is because how would you like to bend oh. Sammy going in after David Lee Roth, David right? Lee Get Roth. Hats off to Sammy for Sultan, you know, multi-platinum yeah. records after David Lee Roth left Van Halen. You know, that's... I, boy, I did not even think about the music angle, yeah. Derek. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great that, point. Well, Brian Johnson taking over for Bon Scott with Scott, ACDC. ACDC. That would, and there they go platinum with their first album, Back in Black. It's a uh, great call. I felt I mean, bad for Bill good. Guthridge filling in, you know, going in after oh, Dean Smith. I mean, for Dean Smith. 30 yeah. years, yeah. and then it falls on yeah. his face. I just... And I think it was Richie Pettibone in for uh, for uh, Joe Gibbs, wasn't it? Too didn't he go in, and that didn't work out as much. Or who was it that filled in? But uh, you know, not not easy to replace those coaches on that. And you know, Bobby Bowden's replacement that that was a tough one. To, yeah, it's yeah. that's not easy. It'll be difficult. I know this will surprise you guys, but there are some egos in coaching. There's, <laughs> and there's, there's, there's some people that, right, that have a right. great belief in what they're able to do and right. how they're able to do it on, you know, on their own and you know, the, the confidence they can come in and continue sure. what they've been doing. And so I, I think they'll hire someone. But it's, it's also I love to – the thing about DeBoer is I love you, – you don't question his confidence, but I also love his humility. He doesn't make it about himself. It, it, it is so genuine. Yeah. It is just so – yeah. And, and someone even saying that they see a mic in front of Coach DeBoer, and I'm just like, eh, this guy kind of not very, just kind of boring guy. <laughs> yeah. Not who he is. But then you see him in the in the heat of the, right, fired up. Exactly. And, and so no, he's been fun to watch. And I don't know. You know, I hope Washington's able to keep him. But when you think about the people that are, I mean, there's there's going to be a ton of speculation. There's going to be a, a lot of money available, and, and 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 it's a different world than when Nick Saban went there. It's just a different world. Uh, Last for this, and I want to just spend about a minute and change maybe on the Summit because we're back into sure. Summit League play tonight. Yeah. Um, when did you know, and when when do you think it, it's 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 time to, to step, just to coaching's done? Because uh, some could argue today that I don't think Vilichek's there. It just it looks like he's still yeah. ready to go. I don't know about Pete Carroll, and I, I don't know how much gum a man can chew, but he <laughs> looks like he's ready to. I don't know what this advisory position he's going to be in, but something tells me it doesn't look like his feet are are, are right. stopped yet. I, I don't, Saban, he's done commercials. He's, yeah. he's, he's, I don't know, maybe he is. But when do you know Greg, um, it's done? It's a great question. It's going to vary from individual to individual, and the factors are going to be different. I, you know, From my standpoint, it, it, would, it, was, it seems so clear-cut because my daughter was just going to start school, right. and uh, I, I was going to get her on the weekends. I needed to get my weekends back. Right. But I also remember thinking, and, and people, believe me, I don't expect anybody to remember the 08-09 Southwest Minnesota State team. But I do. if you ever go back <laughs> and look at their final stats from the season, I remember thinking, I don't know that I could ever possibly put a team like this together again. Most unselfish, hardworking group ever. Man, what a group. What a team. What a – oh. And it was – that's exactly what it was. It was a team. And so it was – I was 
they, they say there's two types of coaches, those that have been fired and those that are going to be fired. <laughs> right. I was lucky enough to stay out of both those two groups. <laughs> you... And and I was able to walk away on my own terms yeah. and be able to look back and say, I don't have, I don't have any if-onlys, I don't have any what-ifs. I learned a lot over the course of my coaching career. The last four years, I think I I probably enjoyed it the way I should because I was really myself doing it, and it takes. And I'm always embarrassed to say that because it took me so long to realize that. Right. But I think it's different from individual to individual. But you just you, you, there's a feeling of peace about it. And for Nick Saban, let's be honest: is there a more competitive guy out there? Mm-hmm. No. And he could have stayed. He could have named how many years he wanted to stay. Yes. Here, you know, tell tell administration, hey, plan for this in 2027. Yeah, That's exactly. when I see myself. But I think he's, I think he looks around and just says, you know, it's a different environment, and I don't want to go away from who I've been the whole, the entire time to try to placate a different type of player. Boy, uh, Coach, uh, uh, still Coach Tim, Greg Stephen, uh, <laughs> joining us today. We're at Bulldog Campos. Yeah, your terms, the term, your terms. Not many coaches. No. Don't. Get to use that, that that phrase, and he's a guy that that, that earned that <laughs> yeah. you know, more than anybody that we probably know. And and, and Belichick's going to. Well, I have a feeling he'll st- keep coaching, but Saban by saying walking away from Alabama, I think he's clearly done, and he'll have whatever career he wants to be, whether it's game day or what. We'll get to the summit, but a sentence <clears throat> or two yeah. on the MSUM Dragon men's basketball team, ranked number one. And someone asked me this this week, and I checked with my good friend George Ellis last night when mm-hmm. we were having our get together for computer baseball league i get it derek i reference it a lot nobody knows nobody cares but the uh it's I the Oregon trail of baseball computer games <laughs> that's fantastic you took a lot of lands mr chisholm anyway the um i uh i checked with george and i said george that came up on the show uh had ndsu or nd ever been ranked number one back in the ncc days and he says I don't think so. He said UND had a team that was Vonish. Fin- yeah, guys. that finished Dave Vonish, yeah, that finished Jacobson, yeah. top four, what have you. He goes, yeah. but I don't think they were ranked number one. I think you're right. I think you they know. were a top five team, but I don't think Like they were Derek said, one. if it was a women's question, they were probably ranked one, two in some kind it's, of a thing. Yeah. yeah. But the drag, and, and you mentioned the Southwest Minnesota State team that yeah. just, I mean, incredible. What does it mean to the area that the Dragons are number one? Well, it's great. I'm glad they're getting some publicity. And, and, and Ch- what Chad Walthall did for a number of years, yes. and, and, and I'm still a huge fan of Stu Engen, who's just killing it down at State College Science, of Science. you bet. Coached against him. Chad Walthall, I think, really built that program up. Doug Peters, I think, did a great job yes. as an AD to commit to it. And then Bergstrasser, just in a seamless transition, has done a fantastic job with these guys. And it just understands the type of players it takes. It's a big deal, and I think Fargo-Moorhead needs to recognize that. And what I will say, I'm going to put a plug in. They're playing somebody tomorrow night at Southwest 5 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who that is. I, yeah, Southwest Minnesota's yeah, the thing. And Southwest's first game this year, they knocked off number one uh, Missouri, oh, Northwest Missouri oh, in yeah, the first game cats. of the season. So they're they're a hungry team. They're a talented team. They're they're very well coached. Brad does a fantastic job. It's going to be a great atmosphere. So you're telling me Nemzik might be a nice little place to hang out tomorrow. I, get over there, people. Get over there and watch really good <laughs> basketball because we're going to talk Summit. Yeah. The Northern Sun is fantastic it, Division Two. Good ball. And Carla's got hurt. Now that we're talking, yeah. Greg, Carla's got her team playing some better ball now, too, yeah. so I see that. Uh, I'm pulling for Coach Sather and, and, and for Dave, both of these uh, yeah. programs at NDSU and UND. Both got to find a way. It's not like it's not in there, but right now you're trying to get those all those wheels on the same track moving in the in the, in the right direction. Couldn't agree more. And they both have to start guarding the, the yeah. field goal percentage that they're both giving up on their defensive end. You don't give yourself a chance to win, especially on the road. Um, Kansas City is a tough place to play. A little gym down there. If they get 800 to 1,000 people in there, it's a raucous it, environment. Yeah. On you. Yeah, they're on you. Absolutely. You feel like the visitor. Without question. And and Omaha has generated a little. Little little talk in Omaha as well by you know after USD comes up and beats NDSU Omaha goes in and beats USD by twenty I mean handles them from, from yeah. you know from the whistle to whistle um, they've got some pieces so they both have some length both Omaha and Kansas City are, City are better defensively and both North Dakota and NDSU are going to have to play much better than they have the last four games that, to even give themselves a chance and the and to that point this is how fickle college hoops can be in as a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, you got when UND was just in, connected in sync. Right. We use those terms. And yeah. They're going down to a point where they go down into Lincoln and walk away thinking, 
Bobby should have beaten Nebraska. Should have had that game. And now you look at what Nebraska just did. <laughs> Knocked off Purdue. Exactly. It's just, <laughs> and and UND that was not that was not a fluke when they went down there and played right. that way. But they were they were they were playing you know in a manner where they were pretty good defensively as well. So I think both teams both have very mature coaches that get hey listen if we're gonna have a chance and we can turn this around. I think the Summit League is up in the air this week. Yeah. Tonight you got SDSU at St. Thomas. This Oof. is gonna be a very interesting game. Go a long ways towards maybe determining a regular season champion, but St. Thomas. Yeah, anybody can finish at any spot in this league this season. I get it now, Mayak. I get it. I understand. Uh huh. <laughs> Derek, I understand now what, what the cry was when they were facing. I mean, it just seems like they got a hundred fifty million dollar new facility coming yeah. in. Yeah, uh, I get it. I understand now too. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. So it's in today at Bulldog Tap House. Uh, got a got a message in here from a man. Good to have the Uke with us today. He goes great great talk today yeah, it, it is it's good conversation and you know we just slipped it back into our surprise like towns and hasn't dropped in uh, today greg <laughs> exactly. and we can exactly. dave yeager's not down here coaching again for goodness sakes uh thanks buddy uh what what's your next assignment by the way in the in, in our field in, in the uh, communications field uh next weekend we'll have i think you know when UND and ndsu men are home not this weekend but the following weekend oh we'll good have some thursday saturday that games. smells I'm like an oil roberts, oil roberts denver type denver. combo i platter. think you're absolutely right and they're going to be interesting those teams are very capable of coming in to Fargo and or Grand Forks, and if NDSU and UND aren't playing well, they'll make it a long night. If you want in-town action, uh, Jory Collins' ladies are, are hosting yep. Kansas City tonight at the Shack. I'll be in Grand Forks at the Betty bringing you UND women. And Coach Mal, I know they just showed well against Eastern yep. Washington, so maybe they can put one in the win column tonight on that. Thanks, buddy. Enjoy that the rest of your lemon water. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of my man Isaac, who popped in today, good to, good to see him. And uh, Alyssa, just tremendous, coming out and say hi to her. Happy hour 6A to 11P. That's a big happy hour. That's a really happy hour. I was like, you should change the word happy. I mean, it's like ecstatic hour, something like a grander word on that. But uh, come on down. Make this part of your your playing TVs everywhere. Catch those big games Greg was talking about right here at Bulldog Tap House and Osgood Strip Mall. Common Man is coming up next. Hoops coming up tonight. And on our brother station, Hoops is there, as well as Inside Twins. That's right. Twins baseball conversation. Common is next on 740 The Fan KNFL. Life is hectic. And-